This is the Craig Collins Show. I hit the wrong button for that music. That was a very, very somber way to start the show. Uh, but I have a guest immediately out of the box. I have Steve Politi. Uh, Steve, welcome to the Craig Collins Show. Hi, Craig. How you doing? Good. Uh, you wrote an article that I found fascinating. Now, granted, I'm from New Jersey, so maybe there's a little bit of a connection uh, there. But a high school uh, baseball coach in New Jersey was getting sued by one of his players uh, due to an injury. And this story seemed to have gone viral because it was all over the place. But uh, let's get right into it. Explain to, to the listeners what happened, uh, when it happened, and kind of what was going on the last few years. Yeah, so about seven years ago, a, a ball player in, in Boundbrook, New Jersey, was, was rounding second base, uh, hitting a long fly ball to the outfield, and uh, coach told him to slide and, and suffered an awful injury. Uh, popped his ankle, broken in many places, you know, it started off a medical ordeal where, he, you know, he had several surgeries on it to try to repair it, and, and uh, it led to a lawsuit. He, he, uh, he and his family sued the coach uh, for instructing him to slide, uh, and so... It's kind of a case that you really feels unusual, uh, you know. It, it, it went went all the way to the legal system until finally uh, it went to trial uh, this spring. As the, the insurance company that, that was representing the school decided it was not going to uh, to pay a settlement, and so uh, one day uh, <laughs> this uh, this coach ended up on on the stand uh, defending himself. Wow! And part of the I guess part of the reason why it became an issue at all is the the person who got injured, the student uh, who was playing, and I think his first or one of his first uh, varsity games or, or JV games. I forget which was. He's a freshman, though. He's a younger kid. Uh, obviously, he probably thinks he's he's pretty good at the sport. Uh, he, he was told to slide, in his opinion, late. So there was blame placed on the coach from the, the student and his family because of when a co- It's such a weird and kind of surreal thing to even explain on the radio because this is a high school yeah, baseball yeah. coach telling a kid to slide into third, and somehow when he did it, how he did it, uh, could have potentially been negligent, according to the the family, right? Yeah, even more than negligent. The the, the bar they had to clear was reckless. So they were saying that his actions were uh, had deliberately caused an injury by by you know knowingly he knowingly put the kid at risk by telling him to slide. And then the lawyers were very good for the for the uh, for the player. Argued that to, you know that there was no reason for him to slide because the game was a blowout. That the ball was never going to make it there in time. That the coach was not paying attention at third base. Just a long list of things that yeah. the coach had done wrong to be reckless in this case. Yeah. So a couple things first. The the person who was uh, fighting the lawsuit, he is still a coach. He's still coaching baseball. Yes, he is absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so the other thing that is interesting to me, kind of a macro level conversation beyond this. Um, obviously, sports injuries are are tremendously devastating, certainly for younger kids. The the sad part of this story is how this. This person was so um, terribly impacted, he can't even jog. I think I was reading in your story that, you know, doctors warned him against any kind of real substantial physical things because the injury was, was certainly significant. But, but how difficult would it make coaching, um, you know, say kids, say even younger than high school kids, if you were li- like potentially going to be sued if, if the kids got injured and you could be found guilty of, you know, how you coach a kid? How, how interesting is that conversation? Well, yeah, I mean that's that, that, that's sort of what, what drew me to the case. And as I was sitting in the court, I start in the courtroom. I started to think about that. You know, what about the the, the diving coach that told this kid to dive, or right. a gymnastic coach that told the kid to tumble, or you know, hey, I'm, I'm a, I, I coached my uh, my nine year old son's uh, soccer team for for season. You know, I mean, who who knows what level it could go to? So you know, just a lot of people who do these jobs on a volunteer level, who you know, by the way, are already are under siege with. 
with many things that are just typical of 2019, you know, parents that asking for playing time, demanding playing time, and, and kids don't listen to instructions, or just so many reasons. I have a lot of friends who coach high school sports who are already like, why am I doing this? Uh, it just seemed like it was going to add another level if, if, if in fact, this, this, this could go through. Uh, I, I feel weird asking this question, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask it. Do you think there's going to be any response to a lawsuit like this where people are signing, like, kind of bigger agreements that say, okay, if I'm told to slide and I injure myself, I will not sue the school or the coach. Are there going to be any kind of legal documents that kids need to start signing in order to play sports? <laughs> like a waiver you fill out exactly. when you go to the, the Sky Zone trampoline yeah. park? I, I don't know. That's a good question. I, I'm, you know, I, I, I wonder about that, yeah, if we're going to get to that level. You know, certainly there are laws in place, even in New Jersey, that, you know, that, that, put it, that spell out that it has to be, you know, it's one thing to accidentally elbow a guy and knock his teeth out while playing hockey. Mm-hmm. It's another to charge at him when he's going to the bench with your elbow and knock his teeth out. You know, <laughs> there are things that you can do in the athletic field that are that you should be liable for. Uh, that said, there has to be an understanding when you're playing sports that injuries do happen. Absolutely. Yeah, and even more so that that some of the people who are coaching these sports, certainly at the younger ages, these are volunteer uh, people, and and even if they do tell you every so often to do something that might not be exactly correct like maybe the slide is called a little late sometimes at certain levels of of the sport i don't know that that means that person should be liable for you know uh years of paying off a lawsuit because of an injury right and it's funny that was one of the things that, that they argued it was that so you know it, it, the father told me afterward that you know so there's all these coaches out there who you know are social studies teachers who, who want just the extra few grand in their pocket who aren't qualified or aren't trained to do this um, and he's, he's right. You know, that's probably the case in a lot of high schools. You know, you obviously there there are there are more sports and more teams than there are really good coaches. But even if even if the coach was uh, underqualified or was inept or whatever word you want to use, he still wasn't reckless. But <laughs> he did not think that kid was going to get injured right. when he, or injured that seriously when he told him to slide. So that I guess that was. He was the other part of this, that even if he was an idiot, which he wasn't, it was still right. He'd still rise to the level. The idiot, yeah, you'd still be okay. Uh, two more questions for you, and then I'll let you go. And I know you got a Devils game tonight. Enjoy that. Uh, that's awesome. I miss going to those. Uh, two uh, quick ones, though. What was the interest like locally for this story? Um, and I know it was huge. Now I know you're getting emails all over the place after this kind of went viral yesterday. But but were a lot of people following this as you were covering it? No, it's funny. There was there was a headline that I saw it when. You know, this went again. This went through the legal system for a while. There was a they lost. It was thrown out by one judge, and it was it was reinstated by another judge. So that was the headline that kind of caught a lot of people's attention. That made it on the radio. That this you know this coach suddenly had his name all over the place because it was it was out there, uh, and that's when I picked up on it and just started following it. But it went to, it went to trial very quietly. I was you know when the judge said all rise, I was the guy rising. There was no one else in the courtroom. You know, it was just a very kind of surreal. A real deal to uh, to be covering something like that to be to be in the you know in a courtroom like that. So yeah, it was it was, it was really quiet as it was going on. And then I, my last question: Do you think the outcome is one that's being more celebrated than the alternative? I know that a kid got hurt. I know that you know that's that's sad. I'm sure the coach is, is upset for the family and for the kid too. Um, but obviously, this outcome happening this way, him not being uh, you know forced to pay any sort of crazy uh, settlement that. Or do you think that overall the response to that has been positive? Yeah, I mean, I've gotten emails from the people literally over all over the world at this point, coaches and stuff at different sports. You know, even just beyond that, you know, we're talking about you know doctors or other or other people who are in positions where they make decisions for people who 
you know, and, and something bad happened. And it's just sort of, you know, they are, con- you know, a guy who got into an auto accident who was held liable. You know, there's stuff like that that people see this. And I, I do think that there is certainly a weariness about the level of uh, our litigious society, so to speak. And so, yeah, I, I, the number one response to this, to this story was, you know, oh, thank goodness. Yeah, right. I, and I imagine a lot of people who actually coach um, kids and coach all kinds of sports are the ones most happy about this because you have to actually experience what that's like. You have to, you know, volunteer your time and, and spend time teaching kids that don't really know how to play a sport, or in this case, at least high school students that are trying to get much better at something to, to really understand the pressure that goes into that. And, you know, even if he were to make a mistake, that's you can't be afraid of lawsuits there. Well, absolutely. It could be be a very gratifying thing but it's also a very thankless thing and yeah exactly it's, uh, you know i think for for coaches to to have to have that extra layer of of worry you know i mean this 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 coach himself said you know i think this would be the end of high school sports and i don't that sounds like a bit of hyperbole but it might not be that far off really. no i mean you'd have far less people willing to coach sports if if a lawsuit yeah. is is a potential uh thanks so much steve Pleady, for oh go go ahead one last thing I was just saying, yeah, far less schools willing to have that liability. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly correct. Thank you, Steve Politi. You're from uh, New Jersey. You are a writer at. uh, What's the website again where people can find you? NJ.com. NJ.com. Enjoy the Devils game. Who are they playing tonight? I think they've got, I think they've got Ottawa tonight. Yeah, they've got a great matchup, but no, my kid doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, amen. I never cared when I was a little kid. I am a Rangers fan, too, by the way, but I didn't want to mention that at any point during this conversation. Uh, but thanks so much, Steve, for joining us. I hope to talk to you again soon. <laughs> okay, thanks again. Bye. All right, bye. Uh, we got a lot more Craig Collins Show coming up in just a few minutes, but i got to take a quick break. This is the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. I know there's a huge thing going on today, these impeachment hearings, um, and it's weird to not discuss them at all. I I know that for the most part, this show will be free of a lot of the political conversations you might hear on some other uh, stations, some other places in town and and all over the country. Uh, But at the same time, these these hearings feel significant enough that they should at least be addressed in in some form. I thought it was interesting, too. I've been kind of following this. It's streaming. It's all over the place. You can certainly watch it on a lot of different television channels. Uh, I've been following it on social media, and they're sharing certain clips, certain things Uh, throughout the day, Um, and one thing that I found interesting was uh, Representative Jim Jordan uh, talking about how the whistleblower himself will never appear at any of these hearings. Uh, Certainly that is a a biased take, and it's one that's insinuating that the whistleblower would need to be questioned because of any sort of potential for him to, you know, uh, be biased uh, against the president or biased in any direction. But uh, I'm going to play just a tad bit of that audio that... um, uh, Representative Jordan said uh, him speaking just a few minutes ago. Chance. We will never get the chance to see the whistleblower raise his right hand, swear to tell the truth and nothing but the truth. We'll never get that chance. More importantly, the American people won't get that chance. This anonymous so-called whistleblower with no firsthand knowledge, who's biased against the president, who worked with Joe Biden, who is the reason we're all sitting here today, will never get a chance to question that individual. I, I don't know if that's what the American people are, are looking for. I, I honestly, I don't know. I don't know if that's what we would need for our opinions to change. A lot of people are discussing the fact that, you know, in the past when presidents have been embroiled in controversy to this extent where impeachment is considered, impeachment is obviously going through a process of, of potentially happening, um, opinions eventually change. And anything you read, anything you read um, right now, even people who are interviewed that say they support one side or the other side of this issue 
say they're unwilling to change their opinion no matter what happens. I think I actually read an article, uh, supporters of the president wouldn't care if he shot someone in the street. Now, I know that that sounds crazy. That sounds, you know, far and away from what would be realistic and likely. But I think that both sides of the political world right now are very entrenched in in supporting their side of things. And I'm aware that my audience probably has people on, on both sides of, of the aisles. Um, so it's interesting to me to see as we get further along in this process and today's you know ongoing uh, hearings happen, if opinions eventually change. I'd love for you to call me today at any point during the show. I don't want to harp on this topic on my own. But if you, the listener, want to discuss it, I'm open to, to having you call in and, and tell me what would change your mind, or more importantly, are you even watching these hearings, and, and are you you know, doing it with an open mind, or are you pretty sure you, you know how it'll play out, and are you pretty sure that you already know, you know what's right and what's wrong? Uh, it's just interesting to me to see that, that as this has happened in the past, like I said, the public opinion has eventually shifted, even though people going in would say that they were fairly certain they would not change their mind. As more and more details come out every so often, uh, that changes. So this is a big day today in politics and one that I just couldn't avoid at least mentioning a, a bit. Uh, but please call in the show at any time today. I'll mention this again. If you want to talk about this topic, I will talk to you about it. Otherwise, I got a, little, a lot of lighter things to discuss today. I promise to fix that in a second. Uh, by the way, this half hour of the Mark Strauss Show with your guest host, Craig Collins, is brought to you by Comcast Business. Every day, Comcast Business is helping businesses big and small go beyond the expected to do the extraordinary. Because a simple transaction, there is because in a simple transaction, there is making a customer for life. Comcast Business, beyond fast. Take your business beyond at Comcast Business. Dot com. Uh, did you sign up for Disney Plus yesterday? Are you one of the people that did? Because a whole bunch of people, I think like 10 million people, signed up for the service on the same day. Uh, it launched officially yesterday. As yet, It is yet another streaming platform out there for you to watch content, um, which is very strange. So Netflix, um, I, I like to explain this, and I don't know how many people don't need this explained to them, but I apologize if you want this explained to you. I'm about to do it. Netflix, years and years ago, became popular both for its mail-in uh, DVD service where they'd send you out videos and you know seasons of TV shows uh, through the mail, and then they started streaming. And at the time, it was really cool because they had a lot of things. All the things were essentially just in one place. Hulu became a fairly big competitor to you know Netflix, but there weren't really a lot out there. And now we're in a time period we're with the demonstration of how much of an appetite there is out there in the world for this. Every company that owns stuff is going to start selling and creating their own service for their content. Disney, one of the biggest for sure out there, certainly after they purchased Fox and they own things like the Simpsons TV show, uh, will be a huge player. And also just the price of the service, I think the, the lowest possible price for just Disney uh, Plus by itself was like five ninety nine which is a crazy low price, and then you can actually get all three services. You can get Hulu, which uh, the Disney Corporation now owns more than any other company. They still don't own all of it, but they own the majority of it. Uh, and you can also get ESPN+, Plus, which, of course, uh, Disney owns. So it's a, it's a service all tied together that seems to be very valuable. The, all three of them are twelve ninety nine. And as we keep going to this world of everyone streams everything, no one really buys you know, television, cable subscriptions anymore, uh, it's going to be interesting to see which which services rise to the top because you can't you can't have them all. 
I signed up for Disney Plus yesterday, and they actually had a lot of issues at launch because even though they knew expectation was ridiculously high, I guess they it still exceeded anything they had they had planned for. There was glitching. There was a lot of slow and and broken service for the first few hours of it. Uh, but it's since been fixed. I used it last night, and it was fine. I watched an old Disney movie that I hadn't seen in a long time, and it was cool. Uh, but there are just too many services out there. I found this story at dig.com talking about like the best possible ones, the ones you should focus on if you're going to go the streaming road and not go with the cable subscription and all the add-ons. These are the ones that you have to have. And I wonder if anyone wants to call in and tell me if they have a subscription, what it's for, what they think they need, and what they could live without. Netflix, number one on this list. If you're a Netflix subscriber, apparently that's the go-to one. And they're creating a lot of their own content now because they used to be a place that you could go to see a lot of things that are landing on these other other platforms now, like Disney+. Plus. Uh, a lot of the Marvel movies and Star Wars movies and all the things that Disney touted on day one used to be on Netflix. It's not there anymore. Uh, but Dig is still saying that the absolute number one service you need if you're streaming is Netflix. They still have a lot of content, and they're making their own, and they make very good shows. Actually, most of the platforms on this list, I think, make very good content. I think Amazon does. I think Hulu does. I think Netflix does. Apple is struggling, and I don't know if you're watching the first show, the first unique, you know, originally created for the platform show with Disney Plus, if you subscribe to it. I think it's called The Mandalorian, but I'm not a Star Wars nerd, so I might be saying that name wrong, but that is, it's a Star Wars TV show. Uh, and what's weird about it, too, is they're doing it, like, weekly. So even though it's a streaming platform and you're used to getting all the episodes at once, they're only rolling it out one episode at a time, uh, and they seem to be very high on the show. But we will see if critics like it. Critics have not liked a lot of the things that Apple has created, even though they have more than enough money to invest in smart people and talented people and famous people to be in their products. Um, but a lot of these companies are now creating their own unique content, and they believe this article and certainly people out there believe that's the way streaming is going in the future, which, again, just makes it really hard to pick which ones to go with. Netflix, number one, have to have it. Disney Plus, already number two on this list of things that you should heavily consider having if you'd like to you know, stream more than enough entertainment to not need television. Number three on the list, I'm not surprised, is Hulu. Uh, that's another one that I have that's predominantly and used to be mostly uh, to rewatch television shows if you didn't have a cable subscription. So you'd go the day after something airs to Hulu instead of to your on-demand service with your cable company. They've since added movies and their own content and all kinds of things. But so those three are all at the top. And right now, already, if you buy all three of those, you're looking at spending 9 to $16 on Netflix, $7 on Disney, and then you're looking to spend between 6 and $12 on Hulu. Unless you want TV, too, then it's going to get all the way up to like 50 bucks. So right now, we're already in like the $30 range for services, and we're only three deep. And it's just going to keep getting crazier. HBO Max is a new product that's coming out as well. Uh, that's going to be its own unique service. And it's not on this list as one that you must have, but it's another option out there. Um, Amazon Prime, which comes with your membership, if you have that, uh, winds up being like $13 a month for their video service. So I think that in all in all, we kind of screwed ourselves here. Back when streaming was, was niche, uh, a niche, however you say that word, and, and cool, it was cheap compared to TV. Now if you look at it and you add up all the dollars to get all the same stuff back, it's really expensive 
I got to take a break on the Craig Collins show. Got a lot more coming up. Uh, I do want to talk about Colin Kaepernick. I'm talking about him today, too, because apparently he might uh, be back in the NFL soon. This is the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. I'm filling in for Mark Car- Mark Strauss. I almost had a guy from a different radio station that I used to work at. But Mark Strauss uh, will be back on Monday. We sent him off to a very important uh, farming thing. I forget exactly what it is. See, I don't know, but I know Mark does. And he might even check in from there once he gets uh, more settled. Um, but Mark will be there the rest of this week, so I'll be in with you from 2. Fish will be on during the first two hours of Mark's show. And actually, someone called in and told me that I should change my name for the one hour of the show that I'm doing that's actually Mark's, and I should go by either Craig Strauss, which I don't hate. That's kind of cool. Or, of course, I can go by Mark Collins, which is kind of nice, too. I Maybe we'll figure that out. Maybe people should tell me which one is better. Is Craig Strauss a better name for the one-hour show I do that's not mine, or should I go by, um, you know, Mark Collins? I think Craig Strauss is the obvious winner, in my opinion, but you guys call in and tell me what you think. Colin Kaepernick will be holding workouts on Saturday, several NFL teams are rumored to be interested in his services. Uh, if you don't know, Colin Kaepernick is an NFL quarterback who a couple years ago, or, or a little more than that now, uh, in his opinion, was blackballed from the league for protesting during the national anthem. And in the opinion of a lot of the NFL teams, or at least the public opinion of said NFL teams, he just wasn't good enough to be interested in uh, compared to the drama. Because I think if you were just a sports fan, you can absolutely say without a shadow of a doubt that the person, Colin Kaepernick, who played in these NFL games was more than talented enough to be a backup on a team somewhere. But he's not necessarily uh, talented enough to be a star. And when you start to have drama that follows you around, uh, whether it's fair or unfair, it doesn't matter. Once you're a headache to the teams that you play for, the amount of ability you have becomes much more important. If you are a star player, and I've talked about this other places, um, if you're a star player, you 100% can ha- can get away with almost anything. I mean, Tom Brady right now could be embroiled in several controversies, maybe not the worst possible ones, but a lot of the middling things. He could have a lot of opinions and still be a starting quarterback on an F- NFL team because he's one of the best to ever play the game and one of the best even currently. Uh, Patrick Mahomes could get himself in trouble by saying something that not that a lot of people didn't agree with and he'd still start every single week as long as he wasn't hurt. Colin Kaepernick is not of that talent level, so part of the reason why I think employers might be disinterested, or at least they were disinterested in the past, is the headache that came with what would essentially be a backup quarterback, but maybe we finally got through that um, to a point where, you know, maybe there's enough distance from the topic in general that fans wouldn't even make it as big of a deal as they used to make it a few years ago. Uh, Colin Kaepernick did tweet, I've been in shape and ready for this all three years that he's been out. Can't wait to see the head coaches and GMs this Saturday. Uh, so good luck to Colin Kaepernick. I think that's an interesting move. Some people are accusing NFL teams of maybe using this as a PR stunt, saying that you know you want to get on the good side of the supporters of a person like Colin Kaepernick, much like Nike did, and they sold a lot of shoes by supporting Colin Kaepernick and a lot of his I think apparel uh, went out the door, and certainly commercials that he was in were viral, and the discussions about the company were in bil- the billions of dollars range for the amount of free PR they got by by tying him to things. So some people are worried this is a PR stunt, but for the most part, it sounds like it's legitimate. And last time I saw the guy play, he certainly was worthy of being on an NFL sideline. I don't know if he's a starter, uh, and certainly probably after three years out, he's not 
but he's a decent enough player to be worthy of, of suiting up each week. All right, a lot more Craig Collins show coming up. I decided to do a sports topic because Mark likes the, the sports. Mark, the TV guy on the radio, um, certainly was a longtime sports broadcaster. So I don't know how he'd feel about Collins. Now, back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. So I was running late this morning because uh, I'm doing the extra hour of the show, and uh, my wife actually usually makes me lunch, and I just forgot to take it out. of Yes, my wife packs me a lunch. She puts it in a, a lunch box and sends me to work with it when she doesn't come in with me. She actually works here a few days a week now, but she's off today. And so I go in with my packed lunch. It's got a juice box sometimes and maybe some cookies, and I just forgot it. So I went over to the Casey's General Store and picked up a, a salad because, I, you know, why not be healthy in the day? And my wife actually makes really healthy food, so it's not like I, I don't eat healthy when she feeds me. And I sound pathetic right now. I hear it. I know you hear it. I can hear it. Um, but I grabbed a salad, and I'm really disappointed. I didn't know this. I don't know if other people know this. The Casey's salad, like, doesn't have any sort of dressing. I have a grilled chicken salad. I have all the vegetables. It seems pretty decent, but I have... I have absolutely no dressing, and this is weird. It just doesn't taste. Do you go no dressing when you eat a salad, or are you kind of person that goes, you know, dressing? I know it makes it way less healthy, depending on the dressing you pick. I know that it can be a bunch more calories and a a bunch less valuable in your diet than uh, if you go solo dressing. But I didn't mean to be this this healthy today. It's it's just weird. I'm eating a lot of vegetables and chicken, and I have not. There's nothing adding to the taste there's no seasoning i don't think there's salt do we have like a dressing area at the station someone's got to come in and tell me if there's anywhere to get like uh, good salad dressing or what to do i think blake would know these kind of things he's a tea drinking man he's the kind of guy that does a a lot of i think healthier things so maybe he can help me find uh, dressing at some point today because this is just too plain it's just not good uh, even though i do feel super healthy that is the side effect of when you eat really healthy things, right? Like if you if you have a meal that you're not accustomed to eating normally, uh, and then you have it and it's it's on the healthier side, I do feel mentally better about myself than if I I were you know not I guess eating that. It's it's a weird kind of because it's not one meal isn't going to make me a way healthier person. Having salad today isn't going to shed the weight of all the uh, the burgers and fries that I have all the other days or the countless. Uh, energy drinks and sodas that I have, but yeah, it's uh, it's there. It's behind me right now, just waiting for the next commercial break for me to bite into more flavorless salad. Uh, but tell me if you guys, if you're salad people, and uh, <laughs> if you've ever gone no dressing, because uh, I guess I do. Again, the side effect, I do feel healthy. Sixty-four percent of people would be totally fine with no turkey for Thanksgiving. Are these people crazy? Is this a weird? Like, uh, it's a tradition. You you have to have, in my opinion, you have to have turkey. Uh, 64% of people said they're totally fine. It's not necessarily that they're even trying to cut out all meat entirely, but 24% of people said that turkey is, is very overrated, and I, I kind of agree. It's not my meat of choice non-Thanksgiving, although I do like a good Subway sandwich with a little bit of turkey on it. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, we're not sure if it's accurate because Hardy's sponsored this connection, by the way. But Thanksgiving in a box is a meal that they're testing in Florida. It comes with stuffed crusted chicken tenders, not turkey. Uh, and when they surveyed people on how important that was for them, this is unfair, though. I'm going to already call. I'm going to object to the story that I'm reading you on the radio because 
the person that celebrates Thanksgiving by going to a Hardee's and picking up a Thanksgiving in a box meal is probably not the most tied to the the traditions of the holiday. Uh, this is the kind of person that I don't think cares very much at all and probably isn't you know, going out of their way to spend time with a bunch of family members. I don't think this is the kind of thing you do as a large group. I don't think that you're watching football you know, Thanksgiving morning and someone's like, oh, who's doing the Hardee's run? But if you were to do that, these people, two-thirds of the people that would go this road don't seem to care. 30% have already had something beside turkey as a main dish for another Thanksgiving in the past, uh, and I wonder if you've done that. Uh, like I said, 24% of people think that turkey is just overrated and the sides are much better, which they're not wrong about that. These sides are far and away the highlight of the Thanksgiving meal. Um, and the, the sides, actually, there's definitely a hierarchy to side dishes on Thanksgiving. Um, mashed potatoes is up, up at the top end there. Um, sweet potatoes are very good. Green beans can be fine. Stuffing is certainly a number one. I'm appalled more by the people that tell me they won't do stuffing or they don't like stuffing than the people that don't like turkey. That, to me, is the more offensive idea uh, for the holiday, is that they're like, they just don't understand maybe the texture of stuffing. Uh, adding gravy to stuffing is not going to win them over. I don't get it. To me, it's the best part, for sure. If I could have just sides, I, I think I'm going to disagree. I think I'm already going to contradict myself. If I could have a side-only Thanksgiving, I think I might do it. I think I might be down. Uh, the most common ways to break from the tradition are to serve additional meats, though, like chicken. Uh, turducken, I guess, would be an example of something that has turkey in there, but it's not just turkey. Uh, 28% of people said they get bored eating the same thing every year. It's once a year. It's once a year that you do the whole Thanksgiving meal, and people are like, you know what, I can't. I can't do this too often. This is too much of the same stuff. 25% think doing a full Thanksgiving dinner is also just straight up too stressful. Uh, this is from the New York Post. That makes more sense to me. I would never want to host it, and I don't like cooking things. I was actually talking about that the other day on this show, that eventually Craig was the guy who just emptied the cranberry sauce can into a dish, and that was the meal I'd provide for Thanksgiving. You're listening to The Craig Collins Show on WJBC. I like the Halsey. There you go, Halsey. This is the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. It's a little after 3 o'clock now. I'm officially starting my show. I'm no longer uh, Craig Strauss or Mark uh, Collins, as one caller asked me to change my name during the hour that I'm not doing my own show. And I like it. I'm down. I'm, I'm willing to be either one. Uh, but now I'm officially Craig Collins. This is the Craig Collins Show. Uh, and Facebook is letting you know that they are not trying to hack your iPhone. I don't know if you saw this the other day. kind of went a little viral. Um, but there was this weird thing going on for some people using Facebook uh, on their iPhone that kind of seemed like a, a camera was popping up and they were seeing, you know, somehow streaming your camera without your, your knowledge. Uh, there's since been tips on how you can make sure that your privacy and your security are protected from this Facebook uh, uh, hack or error, whatever it is. But they want to let you know, too, that they, they weren't doing anything. Numerous concerned users flocked to social media. Uh, to demonstrate how it worked, essentially, at the bottom of the screen while you were on your news feed, you could see a small bit of your camera, uh, which looked like it was streaming it purposefully. Uh, they have documented the bugs, which seem that they're you know a problem for Facebook along with iOS, so I'm sure they'll be fixed soon. 
Uh, but it was sort of comical and sort of weird because it was just such a little portion of your screen if you saw it. And the best way to make sure it's not happening, if you are worried and don't trust Facebook, which makes sense, uh, you can navigate to your settings um, area on your iOS phone, your iPhone, and then go to privacy and then go to camera and swipe left to turn that off as far as Facebook is concerned. But if you want to make sure that you're not just randomly streaming a video you don't know about, you can do it. Uh, but it was nothing nefarious, nothing on purpose, I guess, uh, as far as everyone is concerned. Who do you shop for on Black Friday? Who is the Black Friday person on your list that you're shopping for? Apparently, a lot of us, like me, are shopping for ourselves. It's not necessarily that we're flocking to the sales on those days because we want to get sweet, sweet things for our friends and family. It's more because we want to get some sweet stuff for, you know, numero uno. Uh, and by the way, I do want to say this before I keep talking about this. The impeachment hearings were today. Uh, they'll be happening throughout the week. And I'm not against talking about it. If you want to call in, if you want to call this phone line and talk to me about the impeachment hearings, I'm going to open the phone lines to that because this is a huge story. It's it, A president is potentially going to be impeached, certainly very likely to be impeached by the House. Um, and these hearings are going to be vitally important to some of the decision-making by our, our politicians. Whether or not it matters to the general public is a different thing. But if you want to call in and talk about them, I'm here and I'm willing to do it. But unless you call in, I'm going to talk about Black Friday. Uh, most people, 27% of people, say they plan on buying gifts for others, while 21% of people are, are willing to admit that on Black Friday, the person they're shopping for is really just them. Uh, there's a lot of great sales out there. I don't know what you flock toward. I don't know if your Black Friday thing is electronics, and maybe you even do it online for what's called Cyber Monday now, where Amazon and a bunch of others have sales. Companies, and I've been talking about this uh, this week and last are already doing some sales, like places like Walmart, JCPenney, uh, Sears. They're rolling out sales, I think, multiple days. Uh, Walmart.com has sales already, uh, but I'm definitely shopping for me. 38% of people will buy gifts. 33% will just get more stuff for themselves as far as millennials are concerned in this Black Friday thing. But I, I don't know. I mean, is it wrong? It's weird to buy yourself something full-priced, right? When you go out shopping, especially around the holidays, if you're buying a little gift for you, it's kind of weird if it's expensive and, and full price and maybe the nicest thing you buy. you got to spend more on family and friends, but Black Friday, maybe that's why it's so popular. I'm kind of discovering this for the first time. Maybe the reason it's such a, a popular shopping day is it's the only day we, you can shop for yourself and not feel guilty about it, right? It's the only day where you can go out and buy yourself that really fancy TV and be like, you know, but it was only, it was only half price. Yeah, I could have got one for my brother too, but I got one for me because... He doesn't want the half-price television. He wants the fancy full-price thing later on. Uh, that's certainly why it's a popular day for me. I'll drag my wife to stores. She won't like it, but I'll do it. We'll go, uh, and I'll elbow. No, I won't elbow. I, I, I won't, unless it's something really important. And then I'll do Cyber Monday sales, too, because I'll buy more Alexa devices. Yes, Betty, I'm buying more Alexa devices, just so you know if you're listening. Uh, but that's an interesting story here that, you know, 24% of people or so are getting gifts for other people on Cyber Monday as well, 18% are getting stuff for themselves. It just It's the kind of day where, yeah, you're going to splurge on, on yourself a bit if you want to. Uh, a company is willing to pay you $1,000 if you shop locally this holiday. Business.org is looking to hire someone. So it's not necessarily a whole lot of people. They're not going to give it to anyone that does this. Uh, but someone who's willing to shop at small local stores for the holiday season They'll pay that person $1,000, and they want them to document all of it 
on social media. If you're interested, you can actually go apply on their website, business.org, up until the 27th of this month. But it's a it's an interesting concept in and of itself, right? They want to demonstrate that it's not necessary to go to the big giant stores or go to all the online places you can go to buy things. You can shop just local. You can benefit the economy locally. You can get tax revenue into the pockets of people here that are doing things like fixing our roads here. And business.org is interested in demonstrating that to you. I imagine they'll pick somebody with like a huge social media following. So unless you've got a lot of Facebook followers, it's probably not, or Twitter or YouTubes or whatever it is you're doing, uh, it's probably not worth it to apply, um, you know, because that makes sense for the business. They want as much exposure as they can get from this. Maybe get like a really young, very famous YouTuber to do this, and then it'll work out well. And they're not even going to need the $1,000. They will pass on the money. But business.org is trying to encourage people to shop locally this holiday season, and they're willing to pay you to do it. They should give it to more people, right? It should be more than just one. Come on. I don't know how much money they're raking in over at business.org, but you can you can afford to throw $1,000 around to just a few people. I'm not saying, like, you know, somebody in every single place, but let's let's open this up just a tad more than one individual, shall we? i got to take another break on the Craig Collins Show. we got a lot coming up. We're talking trolls. A, a new show is coming into Bloomington in a few days. I believe it's, it's starting on the 16th. So at 3.40, we'll be talking to one of the people behind that show, give you more information about how you can get tickets, what to expect, etc. And then after this break, I have a question. Is it okay to buy flowers for a, a girl you're friends with that you're not dating? And more importantly, is it okay to buy something like flowers for someone to cheer them up if they're your girlfriend's friend? i got to pull back the curtain a little bit. This was weird. Um, I thought Neil Doyle, our news guy, was ducking me the whole first half hour of the Craig Collins Show. Because we have a little camera here because uh, we're in different spots. We're very, very close to each other. But there's a wall. There's a glass. There's all kinds of things separating Neil and I. And there's a camera that's supposed to point at him that was pointing just slightly behind him, but it looked like an empty chair. So, Neil, you've been sitting out there for half an hour just listening to me? I was. I was doing some other things. But okay. You know, I think it gets messed up because in the morning, I think it gets moved. Got it. That's just my theory. I could be wrong on that. Got but it. Yeah. So I didn't know. It wasn't pointing at me. You weren't, you weren't ducking me, though. No, no. Because I, I, I had questions. First, my first question for you is something I threw out to the, to the people's. Uh, have you had a salad with no dressing at all on it before? Um, no. It's terrible. It's well, it's not. It's not terrible. You feel really healthy. I have tomatoes. I have lettuce. I have chicken. I have all kinds of things in here. Uh, but I didn't know that the Casey salad, which I had to grab today because I was running uh, late to the station. Uh, so this is my lunch today. I didn't know it had no no dressing. Oh, yeah, I know. I think you've got to pick up. I think they have like a little. There's a side area container. for that. Yeah, okay. I, I want to say it's kind of weird. I because I've had that happen and I realized it and I went back in and got a dressing. Yeah, but there's yeah they have a little individual packets. I think. Yeah, because there's mm-hmm. no salt, there's no pepper, there's nothing on this. It's yeah. just all the ingredients of salad without any additional flavor. And salad's fine. And like I said, I feel healthy eating like straight tomatoes and lettuce and stuff. But it's not an enjoyable lunch. Yeah, especially bland. No yeah, good. and I've been doing it. I've been slowly <laughs> eating this for an hour and a half now, so it's getting warm. It's just a lot of mm-hmm. bad things are happening back there. Uh, also, I had a question for you, too, I think. Uh, Black Friday, do you shop for yourself, or do you shop for others, or do you not shop at all? Um, it, it depends. If I do shop, I want to say, though, I probably lean more towards I'm shopping for myself, I See? say. Yeah. And it's because it's discounted, right? You don't yeah. feel as bad throwing some cash at yourself when it's not the full price. Yeah, I would agree. Okay, all right. Uh, Now I have another question for you and for our listeners, if they want to call in and give me an opinion. 
a survey uh, went up today on social media on Twitter because a guy in Indiana got in trouble with his girlfriend because he bought flowers for her friend because she was getting over a breakup. So this guy is like, you know what, I want to do something nice for my girlfriend's best gal friend. And for whatever reason, this guy thought flowers was the go-to move. So he delivered them to 21-year-old Abigail Gibson, a student at Ball State. And then he found out his name is Max, that his girlfriend was not too happy with that move, that decision-making. So I wonder, is it okay to be concerned first and foremost? Of course, I think the answer to this is a yes. With the, the feelings and the, you know, uh, what the life going on of your, your girlfriend's best friend. And then how do you help console is flowers too far? Uh, I definitely think it depends on the, on the situation of the group of people, but it could be a little bit too far. It sounds too romantic. Yeah, a little bit. So one of the people that uh, was reacting to this on Twitter said, yeah, my boyfriend will not be giving my best friend flowers for any reason, and it got 80,000 likes in like a day. Wow. People seem to be very on board with that. Uh, the another person said it almost made me cry to think of like this happening. So obviously a lot of people are are worried and maybe the strength of the relationship comes into play here too, right? Like if it's a newer relationship, you certainly should not give the best friend flowers. But say you've been dating for several years, maybe you even live together, maybe you've known this other person a long time too. There's got to be a tipping point where it's no longer inappropriate. I assume chocolates would be way too far. Yeah, probably on about the same okay. I would say, spectrum. Yeah. You, I think chocolates would be worse. I think chocolates really? is, but yeah, sure. Like flowers, there, there's an uplifting element to the visual of like a plant or something. Like you give plants to people for their, their house, right? I've never done this, by the way. Anyone wondering right now, has Collins done it? Has he stepped in this before? No. I have never given Betty's best friends flowers. I have never even thought to do it. But like it's it's similar to the plant concept right it's uplifting it's a live thing uh whereas chocolates to me just sounds very romantic They're like a heart-shaped box kind of thing yeah you can't go that road yeah and maybe i mean i guess if you if you explain it that way yeah maybe that's a little too far okay if you uh bought flowers for uh your your lady's best friend how would she react i mean i'm sure she would uh, I don't have know. you known her a while the best friend uh sure okay yeah You're sure yeah <laughs> Yeah, for a while. You know what Shore tells me? Craig, take a break. Neil does not want to have this conversation no, I, anymore. I mean, yeah. I mean, sure. I, I, I just think it depends on the situation. Yes. You know what I mean? Right. The That's, strength of the relationship. Right. If you are weary already of your boyfriend having some level of interest in said friend, then Flowers is a terrible move. But if you guys have all been friends a long time, I feel like things can work out okay. Okay, I do have to take a break. thought we were talking trolls, although I think I told the person to call in, Nicole Wood. She is the director of entertainment, which is just a cool title. If you got to introduce yourself to people and you're like, oh, what do you do? I'm a director of entertainment. But she's the director of entertainment with the new Trolls Live, which is coming to Grossinger Motors Arena on the 16th. Tickets are already on sale. Uh, They went on sale a while back. Uh, the event time is 10 o'clock on the 16th. It's going to be a, a fun show, certainly a family-friendly show. Uh, the description of the show on their uh, pages says that get ready for some more hair-raising adventure with Poppy Branch and all their friends when they come to life on stage in Trolls Live. Uh, hopefully Nicole gives us a call in just a second. I, I do still want to talk to her, but until she calls in, we'll just uh, kind of stall. That's what it's called. Um, and I got other stuff to talk about, but I want to let you know this half hour of the Craig Collins Show is sponsored by Sylvania Automotive. It's that time of year again, headlight saving time. 
Uh, when the night gets uh, dark and you need a fresh pair of headlights that are up to the task, and you can't remember the last time you replace, replaced those headlights, now is that time. Visit sylvania-automotive.com to find your perfect bulb. Uh, moving on to other non-troll-related things, and then maybe she's going to call in Nicole in just a couple minutes. We'll see. Uh, but some other stuff on this list. I like this article. It is from Parents Magazine. Oh, look at this. Look at this. Katie just brought me a bunch of, okay. do you see? Look at, I have, it's almost done now, but it's a salad with no dressings. A listener and, just dropped them off. Did a listener dropped off dressings for me? Yeah. This is awesome. What was the listener's name? Do you know? Okay. He didn't. All right, got it. They're above the salads. Did he have to buy these? Thank you, whoever stopped by and did this. I'm going to go balsamic today, but I'm going to save the rest of these. Ken's dressings got dropped off. This is awesome. This is why AM radio is better than anything else ever. I'm just going to be super hyperbolic now because a guy brought me dressing. Neil, I have dressing. Do you see this? Oh, I saw the all the packets. Okay. Up. There's so, uh, so many options. I wasn't sure if it was Katie firing something out of the fridge. That's right. Sure. Nope. Listener brought it. That's that is right. awesome. Mm-hmm. Whoever, this is honestly why this is the best thing. I'm going to put the dressing on the salad live on the air because I want to finish it now. Can I eat it? Can I now eat it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, the segment's happening. You can finally enjoy it. I now. can't. Yeah, just a little bit. I've got some nice balsamic <laughs> vinaigrette from Ken's uh, and a listener who didn't want to give their name out. This is why this is the best thing ever, though. This job, this this platform of radio, and I actually like podcasting too, but I feel like you make a better connection. And obviously right now, I definitely feel like that's playing out because I got, I got a way better salad all of a sudden. So thank you, listener, for calling in. Uh, now it's time to immediately transition to the worst baby names of 2019. Are you a fan, Neil, of the, like, new name? Like, if you have a kid and you don't want a name that's ever existed before, you kind of make one up? I mean, to an extent, I guess. I, I you know. There's got to be limits, right? Right. Okay. I think that's where these names are coming from. The worst baby mm-hmm. names of 2019 do all appear to be, you know, people going rogue for the most part from the average thing. Uh, one of the top worst names is the name Sincere, but it's not spelled the way you'd spell Sincere. It's C-Y-N-C-E-R-E, baby Sincere. I hope you don't know any Sinceres. I do not. Okay, good. Uh, they also mention names like Scarlet and Vegas as being ones that maybe are a tad out of trend, but they're not one of the worst ones. The all-time worst boy's name. Can you even venture a guess? 2019. Worst. To 2019. Worst boy's name of this year. I have it um, right here in front of me. I'm going to say I have no idea. Okay. I, I mean, after hearing Sincere, I'm not sure. Not I sure? I King know. Messiah. All one word is the worst baby name of 2019 for a boy. Uh, right behind it, Hugo Manson. I have a caller up. Oh, no, they just they just hung up. So maybe I, I just lost my guest. Pinches is a name. Pinches, P-I-N-C-H-E-S. Pinches. How does that feel for you? Uh, if you see a baby, they're cute, and maybe you want to pinch like cheeks and stuff, and then you just steer into it and name them Pinches. Cletus is a name that's on the list. People get named Cletus. So this is probably offensive to the few Cletuses still out there. But a 2019 hmm. terrible name, Cletus Danger, first name Danger. What do you think of that? That's kind of fun. I kind of like that one. Would you name a kid Danger? Is there going to be a Danger Doyle at some point in this world? That'd be kind of fun. That's a sweet name. That would be pretty cool. i got to be honest. He's got to be <laughs> an actor. He's got to immediately do like some sort of action acting role. And in the lead role for the Terminator 7 movie, we have Danger Doyle. Either that or play football or something. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. But then he better be real, real big. Right. Because you don't want to have Danger Doyle be a smaller guy. (laughs) No. 
It's not going to go well on the football field. And Styles with a Z is the other worst name of 2019 for boys. Some terrible names for girls are Chardonnay, Mattel. Do you know any Chardonnays? I do not. Okay. Mattel is a weird one. Is that like, do you want some branding involved? By the way, companies, have you seen this? Companies will tweet out, if you name your child our company name, we will give you guys like free something. I have seen that. Would you ever do that? Is there any product? It depends on the company. Okay. Is there any product that Neil Doyle, if he would get it free for life, would name his kid after said, like, Titleist? Titleist Doyle? Ooh, that would be pretty, yeah. That would be pretty cool. You going that road? Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. A little Nike Doyle? I, I'm, uh, I prefer a, a tailor-made golf club, so, you know, tailor-made, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because you couldn't just go tailor that. I feel like that's <laughs> no. cheating. Right. Tailor-made You'd Doyle. Have to go full, yeah. And then you get free stuff for life. I'd be in. Okay. All right. <laughs> I can't think of what mine would be. Oh. Got to try to figure that out. Uh, oh. Free anything? Could I have, like, free tickets to stuff? Does it have to be... Uh. A product Maybe you'd have to name like StubHub or you know, no, I I would I would probably <laughs> name my kid Yankees Collins and then just get Yankee tickets for life. That's I would do it. New York Yankees Collins. He's a beautiful five. I don't know how big babies are. That's def- this is the Craig Collins show. I have a guest that I'm immediately potting up and putting on the air. I'm excited to talk to her. Uh, Nicole Wood, you are the director of entertainment, which is one of the coolest titles I've ever heard in general for Trolls Live which is coming to uh, Bloomington this weekend. Uh, Tell us about the show, Nicole. Absolutely. We are excited to be coming. Trolls Live is the first ever live tour based on the hit film franchise. Um, And we'll be telling an all-new story with the Trolls characters uh, coming to Bloomington. And we are opening in Bloomington. It'll be our first show. That's awesome. Uh, Why Bloomington? Is there any reason that you guys chose to, to open here? Yeah, well, we, uh, V-Star, the company producing the tour, we're a Midwestern company based out in Minneapolis. So we always like to find somewhere kind of Midwest to, to get our shows started. Awesome. Fantastic. Um, so why did you choose Trolls as a property to make a live show based on? Well, the Trolls characters, they're so interesting, so colorful, plus uh, they're known for their musical ability. So uh, a live stage show really is just a natural step for them. Um, so we're bringing Poppy and Brands and Satin and Sunil, um and more, all the Trolls friends to the stage and to tell a musical story. Uh, I, I, I know that this question is not expected, and I apologize for asking it, but I have a colleague here who, who won't be happy with me if I don't ask it. Uh, do you ever consider doing it on ice? Because apparently he only likes to go to things like this if they're also on <laughs> ice. Is that, a, is that a thought process for the future? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, we haven't been talking about it right now because they're such great singers and dancers. Right. So we're focusing on the stage tour right now, but uh, we'll, we'll keep that idea in mind. I think you'll be fine if you don't attract Blake as the only guy that doesn't make it. If everybody else goes out because <laughs> they can handle the no ice thing, that's fine. Uh, just a couple more quick questions for you. What can people expect at the show if they've seen the movie or if they haven't? Uh, what can they expect at the show? Yeah, so they can expect to see their favorite characters, um, absolutely. So Poppy and Branch and Biggie and Mr. Dinkles, Cooper, we've got Cloud Guy in the show as well, and Smidge and Fuzzbert, they're all there um, singing and dancing. Um, we've got a whole set that looks like the Trolls world. Um, so they will get to see the Trolls put on their own show and show off some pretty cool, interesting talent. That's awesome. Uh, that sounds like a really fun time. It sounds like, obviously, it's a family-friendly show, so that's a great thing to do around this holiday season. Uh, what does the process of creating something like this entail? What what goes on in order to create a show like this? Absolutely. Yeah, we we want any 
any age can can, can come. Hopefully, uh, you know, any families um, come on out. We've spent the last 18 months developing the show. Um, our company works with the filmmakers. We also hire um, theater writers and directors and choreographers and music composers. So we start with which characters we want to use, what's that story we want to tell. Um, then we start drawing costumes and scenery, writing a script. And then we, you know, a few months later, we start building and we start rehearsing the show. Um, and that's what we're doing here in Bloomington, getting ready for this weekend with Trolls Live. Yeah, I've seen you guys around, so obviously you're, you're rehearsing right now. One last question for you, Nicole, and then I'll let you go. How do you become a director of entertainment? That's such a cool job. I imagine when you're like <laughs> hanging out with people, they're like, what do you do? And you throw a title like that out there, everyone thinks it's cool. But how do you land in a, in a field like that? Yeah, I, lots of different ways. Uh, we, Myself, um, I started as both a performer and a theater educator and you know, worked my way up through uh, different companies, eventually, uh, you know, project managing shows, and then now uh, director of entertainment. Um, but we've got people who come at it from the tech side, technical backstage type side as well. Um, but yeah, I, I do get that a lot of, wow, oh, that must be so cool. And, and it is, I mean, working with, working with some pretty cool uh, furry trolls, uh, <laughs> Each day is, is a pretty good gig. Yeah, I imagine. But you probably do sing the songs to yourself standing close to the stage and just wonder maybe if you took a few steps closer, you could be in one of those shows, right? Yeah, oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's hard not to dance and sing and, and go home singing the songs. See, that makes sense. And I imagine if somebody got sick, you'd be one of the first backups we'd call, right? Oh, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm sure. I, I hop right up there. There you go. Me, too. I'm on the list, by the way. If you want me, if you need me, I okay. can't really sing. I can't really dance, but I'll be enthusiastic on the stage if that's what you guys need. Maybe a background character. Yep. Okay, good. Perfect. Sure. Uh, like a dancing tree, maybe. Or something. Yeah, right. Or like the one <laughs> troll that can't dance that maybe they lovingly embrace toward the end of the show. We can find a pair, uh, like a plot uh, idea here. Uh, Nicole Wood, you are yeah, the direct. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, there's, no, there's a place for everyone in the Troll Village. Awesome, so. exactly. Uh, <laughs> We'd love to have you. Fantastic. You're the director of entertainment for Trolls Live, which is coming to Bloomington starting the 16th. Uh, we look forward to, to seeing the show, and thanks so much for joining us for a few minutes here. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Greg. Cool. Talk to you again soon. If you don't know what Trolls is, it's the movie that created this earworm. And I just talked to Nicole Wood about it. It sounds like it's a great show. It starts on Saturday. You should get out there. The... 4 o'clock word of the hour for the 4K a day uh, game that we play here at WJBC. You can win $1,000 right now. I do have the word in front of me now, finally. Text the national keyword SMILE, S-M-I-L-E, to 95819. That's SMILE, S-M-I-L-E, to 95819. We'll text you back to confirm your entry. Data and message rates may apply. It's 4K a day with AM 1230 WJBC. You want to get in on that. You want to win 1000 bucks. And then, you know, uh, bring me, uh, I don't know, bring me some salad dressing like one of our listeners did, which I still can't get over. It's one of the best things that's happened uh, so far that I've been here. I've only been here a few weeks in Bloomington, but I don't know how somebody beats that. I complain about not having salad dressing. I just have the salad, and somebody stops by with a bunch of them for me. Uh, this half hour of the Craig Collins Show is also sponsored. It's sponsored by Sylvania Automotive. Uh, it's that time of year again, headlight saving time. When the nights get darker and you need a fresh pair of headlights that are up to the task, and you can't remember the last time you replaced your headlights, uh, well, now is that time. Visit Sylvania Automotive or sylvania-automotive.com to find your perfect 
bulb. Just a 30 seconds or so, and then we got to take a news break here on the Craig Collins Show. i got a lot of stuff to talk about coming up, uh, including why some people might shy away from vegetables. They have a better excuse than you think. If you know someone who's just anti-vegetables, they won't eat them at all, and they're not necessarily allergic to them, but they're just anti uh, Craig, why are you playing uh, classical music? Why are you playing instrumental music to bump yourself back? That's not exactly exciting. Oh, wait, you know what? i got to do Orient, too. Now, back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. That's the first time his voice has felt appropriate on my show. It doesn't make sense when he's bumping over, when that regal voice is coming on over Taylor Swift. But when we got it over this, that makes more sense. Uh, a new study says that if you're dealing with road rage... If you're someone that's driving around, or maybe it's just not your day out there, there's a lot of traffic that you're hitting, if you listen to instrumental and even more specifically classical music, you will calm down a lot more. The way in which they proved this, by the way, and this is out of the San Paulo State University, uh, they had five women between the ages of 18 to 23 who were not regular, you know, everyday drivers. These are people that only drive a couple times a week, so their stress would be heightened just being behind the wheel of a vehicle, according to the study. Uh, they also forced them to drive cars that were not their own. They loaned them cars that they were not, you know, incredibly familiar with, certainly not in a dangerous way, but in a way to even more create an inco- uncomfortable environment. And then they had them drive at busy times, in busy areas, and they found that their health was, was substantially impacted and in a positive way. They didn't have as many cardiac symptoms, and there wouldn't be risk of things like cardiac stress if they were listening to instrumental music and, most importantly, classical music while driving around. This makes sense. There's a lot of situations where you hear about the benefits of classical music. They say that if you're taking a test, especially if you're a younger person, if you're in, like, grade school or high school and the teacher puts on classical music in the background while you're taking a test, you will perform better. There are several ways in which studying might be enhanced by this kind of calming um, you know, no voice, no no vocal kind of thing, music. And I think that might have been the first time I've used a bump on this show that didn't have any spoken words in it. So it took classical music. Neil, are you relaxed by a nice instrumental song? You know, in college, I would listen to classical music to try and study. I would, I would normally try to throw on, oh, yeah. So this is Neil Doyle sitting around in college. Are you alone when you study or are you with a group? Um, if it was, unless it's something with a group, orientated project no i was studying i never would go study with people are you a library guy or in the dorm at isu i would always go over to the bone student center they have like little different areas where you you kind of find a place i just the library it kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies and i so i wouldn't (laughs) study there i'd go to the bone student center okay Mm -hmm. uh is there a starbucks or something in hand while you're studying too or no uh normally some type of yeah coffee or something in the bone see now they've redone the bone over the last year or two so there is a starbucks now but uh there was a wonderful einstein's bagels in there. nice so I would yes go to einstein's and grab you know a drink maybe a bagel uh, i see so yeah you know a little snack or something and this is you just sitting around saying one last question and then i'll roll the music out did you have paninis or were you at this point <laughs> over the panini craze uh in college i was kind of over the panini okay. craze although there was a panini maker in the uh when i had the meal plan in college there was a panini maker so i would go to that a couple every times. so often yeah. for anyone that doesn't know neil was addicted to paninis he is a recovering panini addict so please do not bring paninis to the station we had um other stuff i i was complaining that my salad didn't have any dressing so listeners drop those off do not drop off a panini for neil because he'll have a horrible weekend it'll be a blur of paninis and just bad decisions 
Right, Neil? Well, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed, but yeah, okay. no, I mean, I've had, a, I've, I've had a lot of paninis. I don't know if I need one. Okay, right yeah, I know. One panini, though, and then all of a sudden you got 20. It tips quick. Uh, but anyway, this study did say that cardiac arrest, cardiac stress, all kinds of things are improved. Yet again, classical music coming in big. We don't listen to it enough. Uh, I teased this story before I took a break. Uh, before And by the way, one last time, let me mention it again, because I, I do have people that call in. The word, the text word for right now for $1,000 is SMILE. You can text S-M-I-L-E to 95819. That's the 4K word of 4 p.m. Uh, text that national keyword SMILE to 95819. We'll text you back to confirm data and message rates. But you could win a grand, and uh, you should give credit to me and the Craig Collins Show. And um, I don't know, maybe just tell people that Craig gave you $1,000. That'd be cool. And that they could win, too, if they listen to the show at 4 o'clock. Um, people apparently can be genetically predisposed to dislike vegetables. The reason why, this can be passed down from the University of Kentucky. I bet you it's a student who did this study who hates vegetables and his parents were mad at him, and he went off to college to study it, and I bet you that's how he figured it out. But apparently it's a passed-down genetic trait to find vegetables to be extra bitter. Anything that tastes bitter, some people have this in them, this gene, that forces it to be unbearably bitter. So the next time you run across someone who doesn't like vegetables, maybe don't judge them so harshly. Maybe don't say, you know what, this guy's just a baby. He might have this gene, and it might be pushing him that way. There's also genes that make people dislike beer, coffee, and dark chocolate, which is just disappointing. If you dislike those things because of some you know, genetic thing, you should probably get upset with your parents. You should be upset with several people in your family if you can't have dark chocolate. Uh, but, yeah, there's actually science that says that some people, some of your friends who complain about vegetables are not just whiny babies. Uh, I have a little bit more to talk about. i got to take a break here as far as the impeachment hearings go today. And I have opened the phone lines. I'm not covering it. It's a huge story. So I imagine some people driving around are like, how is he not talking about this? Well, I don't know. I'm going to let you guys dictate that. You're bringing me salad dressing, so if you want to talk about it, Give me a call, and we will discuss it. We will, I will open the phone lines to your, your opinions. Uh, but if you don't call me, I'm going to talk about other stuff. But I do have something on, in the lines of impeachment drama uh, in just a few minutes. But first, a commercial on The Craig Collins Show. This is The Craig Collins Show on WJBC. I'm with you guys until 6 o'clock, and then it's on to Dave Ramsey. i got another hour and a half here on WJBC. I'm enjoying the extended shows. Mark Strauss is out for the next few days, so... I will be in starting at 2 o'clock tomorrow and Friday like I was today. Fish will be covering the other hours of the show, so his show goes from 10 to noon, from, and now it will be 10 to 2 for a couple days, uh, as I think Mark is out with a bunch of farmers hanging out and doing stuff. And he might even check in at some point uh, in the next few days to tell us what's going on out there. Um, this I thought was funny. In the impeachment hearings today, oh, and by the way, real quick, actually, a side note. My mother just texted me to let me know my little brother would love the study I just read about how some people are genetically predisposed to hate vegetables because he's the only one in our family. I got two older sisters, a younger brother, and myself. We all eat vegetables just fine. My brother cannot, and especially lettuce. He hates lettuce, like passionately so. I see Neil Doyle uh, nodding his head. Do you also hate lettuce, Neil Doyle? Oh, no, I love lettuce. Okay. My brother hates it, and he says it like, I forget what it is about it specifically, but it's maybe the flavorlessness of it or something and the texture. But he's, I, he, um, he has three kids, and his third kid, um, when, when his wife gave birth, they had like missed a bunch of meals. I guess it was a long labor process, 
And so when I went to visit the hospital, he begged me to run out and make a food run for him. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll grab you some food. What do you want? And he said they wanted Subway. And he told me several times that he wanted no vegetables on his Subway sandwich at all whatsoever. He just wanted, like, turkey and whatever. And then I I forgot uh, to say no as it was getting made, and I guess I wasn't paying attention. I don't know. It was like a long day. I was tired, too. I want to give myself excuses. But lettuce landed on his sandwich, and he, like, threw it. Like, he full-on threw it uh, when I delivered it to him like a prima donna human would uh, when you hand them something like a coffee that's not not warm um, or whatever. There's a problem with it. And he was so upset. It took him days to get over the fact that I had delivered him a lettuce. And I it took me till then to register how much he hated that product because it has no taste to most people unless you have amazing balsamic dressing like I got from a, a listener earlier today. Um, but, yeah, my brother hates it. Maybe I've, I need to say I'm sorry again to him because apparently maybe it's a genetic thing and maybe it just tastes so bitter like, it, it actually felt at times that it was more important than the birth of his third child, that I had given him a lettuce sandwich. It did, honestly, I swear. He had a beautiful baby boy, and we all wanted to celebrate the third child in his family, and then every so often it would simmer up top, and he'd be like, but lettuce! I said no lettuce! How could you bring me that? I have a cousin, same thing. There's, like, certain things he hates pretty much any vegetable. If it, anything, if any vegetable, lettuce, whatever, touches any other thing on his plate, he's not eating it. Mm-hmm. You go to a restaurant and they put, like, you order a burger and sometimes they put this, you know, the lettuce and the tomato on the plate. Like, don't even put it on the burger, but they just kind of put it there if sure. you want it. If any of that is on the plate and it is touching any of the fries, oh, the man. burger, my cousin's not eating it. He says, nope, I'm good. I'm, just right, not I'm done. Eat. I'm out. You've ruined it for me completely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I guess maybe it's a thing. I, I do have this story uh, that I wanted to talk about about the impeachment hearings, but then that... My mom derided the show. <laughs> that text message totally yeah, ran. that happens. I'm sure my brother, yeah, it does. It happens on the morning show, too. Uh, although uh, I think Scott <laughs> brings his mom in often on purpose. My mom texts me randomly. I'm glad that the moms listen. We should do more mom programming throughout the show, right? I agree. Okay. All right, then I'm going to have to talk a lot about, like, Roseanne, Grace Under Fire, <laughs> old TV shows that my mom used to watch. If I have updates on the people, the stars of those programs, she's going to be in. Maybe we'll do a whole segment, give away an award to someone who knows the most trivia about a show like that. Mom, you're winning a prize. Now, back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. My mom keeps texting me. She's been texting me for about an hour now of the radio show. And uh, now she's just trying to, like, rig games in her favor. She said the game she'd like to play on the radio where she could win something, and mom, you can't call in and win, is name that 70s tune, or more specifically, name that ABBA tune. Uh, so if I ever play that game, guys, I'm trying to give a prize to my mother, and uh, we should all call. We have a massive, massive problem there. She can't win, though. She's part of the family. She can't, uh, I don't think she can win. Can my mom win stuff? Neil, can your mom win stuff? I don't think they can win stuff. I don't think so. Yeah, I think that anyone too close... I wonder if there's, like, a certain level of, of separation. Like, can a second cousin win a thing on the radio station? I'll have to ask the legal team. I'm sure that Cumulus would love to answer my legal questions. I'll just start sending them emails. Hey, guys, what, is this okay? Can my third qu- cousin's, like, second child win? I'm related to Sinatra, too, somehow. Uh, my grandfather always claimed, so maybe the Sinatra family can win a prize, and then we can all hang out. Uh, I've been trying to talk about this for a little while. There was something kind of funny today in the impeachment. Yes, I found it funny. And the impeachment hearings, um, they kept putting up text message conversations throughout the hearings while people were testifying to demonstrate the, the conversation going back and forth 
People on social media thought this was amusing. I thought it was amusing. They kept putting the ellipses, the the typing, like the three dots up every time that someone was waiting to respond. These are messages that are on file that happened months and months ago, and they know what the responses are, but they wanted the conversation to feel authentic, so they kept displaying the little ellipses, and people thought that was hilarious because I don't know if there's anything more stressful than looking down at your phone and wanting a response from someone for anything and just seeing that little type bubble, those little three little dots, and just not sure if anything's coming your way. Uh, But a lot of people kept commenting about that on social media more so than anything else going on. Uh, By the way, I have said throughout the show today, if you want to talk impeachment hearings, I'm willing to do it. I'm not, I didn't program it into the show, but I don't want to keep it out of the show because it's a big deal. So give us a call and uh, we'll talk about it. But if not, I'm going to move on to other stuff. Did you see the ellipses thing, Neil? Were you paying attention? I, you know what? I was. You were busy pulling other news? T- I did yeah. see some tweets, though, about yeah, it. Yeah, and the little. The do-, do those give you anxiety sometimes, depending on the conversation? Uh, not, not in really. particular, no. Nah, Neil doesn't care. <laughs> Neil's fine. He's, he's living a good life. Nothing bothers Neil. <laughs> it's an awesome. You're awesome, man. I try. You're a great guy. Yeah. We need to meditate more, too, by the way. Yeah, I think that do. helped us. Uh, we might have a, uh, a yogi come in studio on Monday who's going to teach us both meditation stuff to to make us mentally you know better people and then also we might do some yoga live in studio on monday are you game i'm in <laughs> that's a terrible idea <laughs> uh, are you i no i didn't want to know i was going to ask you a question i don't even want to ask that question i will find out on monday uh how do you save money on groceries how do people out there do you guys save money on groceries with a certain trick are you coupon cutters what do you do uh, there's a new survey that says all you have to do is just go to the store a bunch because stuff is on sale, but it's always on sale for just a few-day window. If you go a lot, you could save up to $124 a month on food. You could save something like 31 bucks a person if you're a four-person family home. Uh, it's, it's a lot of money that you can save, but you have to make multiple weekly trips to the grocery store in order to take advantage of all the different sales going on. Does this sound excessive? Too many trips? Save a few bucks? Save some cash. It's a lot of trips, but, I mean, it might be worth it. Well, and also the the stuff would be, you know, fresher. So the thing about, like, buying vegetables and things from the grocery store, if you buy them and you only go once a week, they're going to get old fast. Yeah. I, I feel like we cook food in my house based on what's about to expire. Like, that's that's how meals are decided. It's never by preference. It's like, when did we buy that? All right, cook that now because it's yep. not. we're not going to have a lot of time left. Mm-hmm. But if you go a bunch of days, you're going to save some money and you don't have to worry about that problem. Um, but that's a... Uh, that's a lot of trips to the. I can't get over the fact that my mom's trying to rig radio contests in her favor. That's not. You can't do that. Well, it's worth a try. It is. It is worth a try. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why she just like secretly whisper to me off the air sometime. Like, hey, can you just give me the tickets? Why does she have to win them on the air? Well, why do we have to make more, it a public? It's more enjoyable. I guess so. That's fine. More <laughs> ABBA music maybe coming up on the show. I do have ISU football tickets to give away today. I am giving those away toward the tail end of the show. Uh, Betty is going to make her sports picks. And if you pick against her, you don't have to be right. You just have to pick against her. I'll give away tickets in the last hour of the show today um, because she's doing actually pretty well. She won two out of three of her picks last week. She's on at 5.30. I got Jay Tetzlov on at uh, 5 o'clock. He's going to talk zoo. Um, but before we get to all that, I have one more story, and then i got to take another break. Firefighters saved a man's house in Australia. They left a note saying that, you know, sorry that, because I guess he was away. The, the family never came around. Um, but they saved his house. Uh, it had some damage, so they left a note saying, like, we're sorry that this happened, but we're glad that we were able to to prevent anything bad or catastrophic from damaging your home. 
Oh, and by the way, and this is a quote from the note, handwritten note they left at the guy's house that they put up on social media. It was our pleasure to save your home. Sorry we had to drink all your milk. P.S. We owe you some milk. So the firefighters, I guess, when they finished fighting the fire, they were like, man, we're thirsty. What does this guy have in his, his fridge? And they just drank all the, the guy's milk. But I'm fine with that. I would sign up for that 10 times out of 10. You fight a fire in my home, you put stuff out, you can, you can eat or drink anything I have. You can take it all. Just take all my stuff. That's fine. As long as you put the fire out in the home. Would you be upset? Would you be a little uh, um, non-plus, Neil? I wouldn't be upset, but I don't know if I'd go to the extent. Just take everything. Just take it. <laughs> they saved the house, Neil. They just, saved it. Just take it all. No, I'd be uh, 100% grateful. And yeah, yeah. I, mean, I would, I mean, probably buy him some beer and whatever, you know. Yeah, whatever. right. But I don't know if I'm letting them take everything. No, no, you're but. right. You're right to laugh. And I mean, I would regret that immediately if they took me up on it. I feel like firefighters aren't the guys to do that. No. But in the moment, I'm a, I'm a hyperbolic person. <laughs> in like moments of joy, I go to a, a 25 immediately. There's no 1 to 10 for me. So if someone did save my home from a fire, I know for a fact I would offer to take everything. Take, take anything you want. Have it. My TV, my couch, you guys go. I just count on other people to be nice and not like take me up in those moments because you're right. I would feel very sad when my house was not burned down but completely empty. That would be a negative moment in the old Greg Collins world. Uh, but just taking some milk, that's not so bad. Uh, the guy who uh, had his house saved did find out, finally respond on social media. He says they don't have to give me any milk back. It just is sort of a thing. Like, they can even come over and have a couple cases of beer on me. Because, yeah, just take whatever. You can have everything I own. Thank you for saving me from that fire. You're listening to The Greg Collins Show on WJBC. This is the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. I'm with you guys for a little over an hour, and then you got Dave Ramsey. you got a lot of other things coming up here on the show, uh, on the station, on um, uh, AM 1230 WJBC. Are you a person that's interested in world records? I am. I like all kinds of records. There was actually a website for a while that was pretty popular. I think that it's now defunct, though, called recordsetter.com, uh, where they would just like make up their own records. It wasn't necessarily Guinness. They didn't care what it was, how crazy it was, how out of left field it was. They would have all kinds of like world's longest, you know, whatever record, um, highest floor of a building to throw a tennis ball off of kind of things, uh, whatever they could do. And they were a fun uh, group of people. I like those guys, and I like zany records. Tomorrow is Guinness World Record Day. Apparently it's a holiday, <laughs> I guess, because that's a thing. All random holidays exist now. Uh, tomorrow, people should celebrate by attempting to set world records. And maybe we'll try to set one on the station and the show. I don't know what we do. we got to pick an easy one. Uh, there was a kid around here, uh, I think, about a few weeks ago. He was even on the show that set a record for running a marathon in every state at the youngest age. Anyone's ever done that. So I can't set that record, but maybe i got to find something I can do. Uh, but there's a guy. Uh, his name is Brighton Pier. He's in the U.K. He will be attempting to set a record tomorrow morning. Uh, he will be attempting to fly. He is, he has a human flight suit that he will try to record the longest human flight with man-made suit, uh, which is a cool record, a record that I think we should go after, Neil. I think this is the one for us. This the, is the one? Yeah, the human flight suit. If I built a suit, put it on you, and told you you could fly, would you try it out? Would you trust me enough? See, I don't mind like going in a plane, but me personally flying, yeah. I, that might. If I strapped a bunch of like what looked like rockets to your body, uh... and then told you we're about to set a Guinness World Record, come on, Neil, it's a zany radio bit. You got to get in. 
I mean, I think that would, it sounds more up uh, your expertise. Okay, Maybe, you're yeah. saying I got to strap myself in that. Yeah, and I'll film right. you. That's so nice. Yeah, as a news guy, right? You've got to report it. Right. You can't be in the contraption. JBC host goes flying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh huh. JBC host attempts to fly over <laughs> yeah. Parkway. Things go poorly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can see the headline, too, sure. But this guy, uh, Richard Browning, he's going to try to set a world record in Brighton Pier. Uh, I guess that's actually the place, not the name. I just made up his name, uh, where he's going to try to set this record. He will try to fly his man-made suit. I guess he's got to be up in the air for a significant amount of time. Um, he is the founder and chief chief test pilot of a company called Gravity Industries, uh, which previously has reached speeds of 32 miles per hour with some of its equipment. So... Apparently, these things are pretty intense. The flight suit uses kerosene, micro-gas turbines, uh, with the help of his floating above-the-ground kind of, you know, stuff. I, it kind of sounds like Iron Man. It looks like and sounds like Iron Man without the metal suit, uh, and he uses this to fly his his body through body movements up in the air. I don't know how high he gets in the air, but I don't think that's the point. He flies over a lake. It's cold out, too. This is a silly time to try to do this, but he wants to set this record, and... uh Good luck to him. I'm going to research records, and we're going to see what the Craig Collins show is willing to do. And it does sound like newsman Neil will just be watching from afar and reporting on whatever the record is, as a smart newsman would do. And then I'm going to be the one being the idiot. Like, I don't know. Let's see how long I can ski behind a car with rollerblades, right? The roller skiing right re- That's got to be a record. Somebody had to do that. Maybe I could be dragged by a station van in rollerblades and see how far I can get. Does that sound like the record for us? Uh, I think, yeah, we can Okay, do that. all right, the legal team probably doesn't like that idea. You're listening to The Greg Collins Show on WJBC. Quick programming question I'm going to ask our news guy, Neil Doyle, just because I'm kind of confused. Uh, Jay Tetzlov, uh, when he does interviews, does he come in or is he on the phone? Uh, normally he comes in, okay. but... I think it just depends on maybe whatever you guys set up. Got it. Well, yeah. I, you know, actually, I was looking through all our emails, and I'm like, you know, I don't think we ever confirmed what way he was coming in. He, he, nor- just, he normally comes in when he I does. Thought. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Um, well, uh, I was hoping to talk to Jay, but maybe we'll reschedule, get that on soon. Because um, I, I blocked out two segments for that guy. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, we're now going to figure that out on the air. I got, I got let me go, Maybe Let me go. I'll just gander down really just quick. Gander around? And see if he's maybe he's down, down at front. Or, you, or it is past 5 o'clock. So sometimes when you have people on after 5, they have to either buzz themselves in or one of us has to let them in. So let me see. Maybe he's Thank you. Down. There we go. News guy going above and beyond to figure out if uh, Jay is around. Uh, otherwise, hopefully Jay will get you on again soon. Uh, I wanted to talk about this. Nick Cannon is the host of the crazy show, The Masked Singer. If you don't know who Nick Cannon is, I don't know if you watch The Masked Singer. A lot of people do, uh, so I assume you might. Um, but he's also accused often of being a corny guy. A corny guy. I just want to make sure that I say that. As with as much emphasis as possible so it doesn't get misunderstood. Uh, Nick Cannon is corny, and uh, <laughs> uh, he's quoted as saying, it's funny to me, people judge him for it, the people you consider corny are the most successful, the most non-problematic, and the ones that get all the girls. This is all according to Nick Cannon. Um, so he says that a corny guy is a guy that's very likely to succeed with the ladies. I don't know if I agree with that per se, I don't know that I disagree with it per se, but Jay Tetzlov is here, so I'm going to forget about Nick Cannon for a few minutes and get back to him in a little bit. Jay, hey, nice to meet you, man. Nice Officially to meet you. Yeah. How are you? Good. Um, I Sorry if uh, you were standing outside for a little bit there. I don't know if uh, our people just left you outside. Well, 
in the past, the guys have come down and get me. Oh, gotcha. So I'm like, I can walk up. I don't. Oh, gotcha. My bad. I've been here for ten years. I probably could, except for running the board, I could probably do the whole help thing. out. Yeah. yeah. Now I think you you fill in host too, don't you? Sometimes I'm a co. I I've I've co-hosted with Susan on BNQ a few okay. times. See, there you go. I feel I feel time for you guys. I was so relaxed about you being in. I was just like, ah, I'll figure it out. Jason's well, I, fine. I I told myself like I'll give him one more minute, then I'll just come down and see if if nice. if Neil's. If Neil's around, come in, yeah. Well, thank you for being here. I got out to Miller Park Zoo. I'm brand new to the area. I've yeah. only been here about a month, uh, and I got to the zoo uh, one of the nicer days we had Good. about a week ago or so. And I, I really love the experience. But before I talk too much about my experience, you tell us what's it like to be there, what's going on there right now. Just give us any of that information. Well, it's cold right now, so um, <laughs> you know, I think that was a shock for everybody. Right. Um, we don't do a ton of stuff in November, um, but one of the things I wanted to bring up was breakfast with Santa's in December. December 14th, it sells out every year pretty quickly, so I always try to bring that up in November. And then uh, our other biggest event is Wild Lights, December 6th and 7th. See the zoo by candlelight, uh, about 1,000 candles uh, wow. throughout the zoo. It's a pretty cool thing. Uh, I think this is year number seven, so uh, um, that's on the 6th and 7th, so the first weekend in, in December. And uh, seeing the zoo at night just is a cool thing anyway, but seeing yeah. it by candlelight is even better. And uh, we're always trying to, this time of year, trying to push memberships. Sure. As a way for people to think about uh, different uh, different ways to give gifts, and the people who have everything, like the grandparents who have everything. Yeah. Uh, family membership sixty dollars. You get in the zoo for uh, a year. Get into wow. um, like one hundred and fifty other zoos for free or reduced price. So just from the economy side, uh, seems to make sense. But um, you get you get to come to our zoo and see. Babies grow up, uh, new animals come in, all that kind of stuff. You know, it's interesting about you saying that. Uh, my wife and I, the last couple of years, have wanted to give experiences as opposed to gifts. Mm-hmm. She's like, a gift is, a th- like, especially uh, for my nieces and nephews who are younger, mm-hmm. uh, a gift is something that you probably like for a couple of years. Like, it's, there's so much, uh, I think, um, like, there's a limited amount of time in the value of them and even, like, how you feel giving that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think the lesson to a kid is, uh, there's so many complications. But if you give an experience... <laughs> If you bring a mm-hmm. kid to a zoo or if you bring a kid to a baseball game or whatever it is, it seems to be a better way to bond mm-hmm. with, with the people you care yeah. about in your life. And it's, it's more, there's more opportunity for lessons and all that kind of stuff. So absolutely that's a great idea to give experiences mm-hmm. uh, to loved ones, to the people who have everything already. Because <laughs> uh, it just you spend your time more valuably with the people that you care about, absolutely. right? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so when I was out there... I noticed that there's quite a few endangered species. Um, yeah. Is that a thing that you guys focus on specifically there that you'd like to, to do as much as you can to, to – uh, the bald eagles are another thing all in of themselves. Yeah. But uh, is that something you guys focus a lot on? We focus on the breeding programs that are here in North America. So we've got about 54 different breeding programs. We run three of them out of cool. Miller Park Zoo. And so we really focus on those breeding programs. To, you know, My goal is to make sure there are snow leopards for my great-grandkids yeah. to see – uh, because going to Central Asia to see a snow leopard probably isn't very relevant for a lot of people, including possibly myself. Right. No, um, I can't so give that experience. Sp- right. That's not the Christmas right. experience. Right. So that's something you can see that huge tail. They can use, like you know today they used it as a scarf because it's long enough they can wrap it around their neck mm-hmm. and keep themselves warm. So wow. um, it's those kind of things that we we focus on more diversity, showing as many animals, different kinds of animals as we can. Um, and the breeding programs is kind of our two uh, highest priorities. Well, and there's a lot of indoor uh, things, too, to do when you're at mm-hmm. the zoo. Uh, my wife loved the iguana. For some, I don't know what it was oh, about really? the iguana. Yeah, I was like, okay. there's there's a red panda here, Betty. There's so many like <laughs> things. There's, there's a tiger. And she's like, but that iguana, I just I love right. that iguana. Yeah. And, and see, there's so many people have so many different things. So, you know, I get asked a lot, what, what's the best zoo? I'm like, 
what do you like? Right. You know, what What are things? Because there are some zoos that have incredible primate collections, mm-hmm. uh, but it comes to a snake collection, you want to go here. I mean, it's just, it all depends what you like, and we just tr- want to show diversity and show all the different uh, types of animals, so I'm glad... Uh, um, she liked uh, the iguana. She's such a big fish. She That's almost cool. stole it, I think. I think she was trying <laughs> to figure out a way to break it out. Uh, but no, I, you know what? i got to take a break. We'll chat more. Yeah. I, I have another question for you, and you can answer it after we come back. Because we live in the Midwest. There's going to be a 50, 60, a 70-degree day. It's coming up. Mm-hmm. So I know that you probably have to figure out a way to get people in the doors on those days. And, you know, that's probably complicated in of itself. <laughs> break for more Craig Collins show uh, for just a few more minutes here. And then we got to take a break and uh, we got to get to some news. But Jay Tetzlov is in studio. He is from the Miller Park Zoo. Uh, we're talking zoo in November when it's cold <laughs> outside. But it's still a valuable thing to do. And I just mentioned it to you before the break. We live in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. I think 50-something degrees is in the forecast for next week. How do you guys deal with the changing temperatures, in, especially this November, but the changing temperatures in seasons like this? I'm sure it's kind of a, a hassle. Yeah, everybody, every single animal we have at the zoo that's outside has some type of temperature guideline, whether it's for too hot or too cold. So like today, uh, it's got to be about 20 degrees for the tiger to go outside. Um, it's got to be above uh, 40 and no ice for the flamingos. Uh, everybody's got a different temperature restriction guideline for days like this. We're set up for winter probably by, well, certainly always by October 1st. And, you know, it's a good thing, obviously, with uh, yeah. with weather we had uh, <laughs> right. this past week where it was 50-something on Sunday right. and then Monday it snows. Uh, you are close to breaking a record, you said. Can I talk about that on the air, a record sure. for attendance? Yeah, so the, the our first six months uh, of our fiscal year has been the best six months in our history. Wow. Uh, we are 16 people shy of October's uh, record. Wow. And uh, we had 16 people to go with two days to go. Well, if you remember the 30th and 31st of Not October, so we even said the zoo is free on the 31st for Halloween. We're like, we, trick or treat. Here's the tree. Come to the zoo. Break <laughs> our record. And, you know, we had one person come in. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, we, we know we're other dependent. And, uh, you know, we deal with that. And, and uh, we've got a lot of things. You know, you saw a lot of things are inside. Mm-hmm. So if you want to warm up, you go to, down to Zoo Lab where the smaller animals are. Then walk up the hill, hit the rainforest, hit the Katoa Framel building, warm up there, and then you can leave, and you still got to see everything. Tomorrow is Guinness World Record Day. Uh, it's a day that we celebrate, apparently, the breaking of records. It, it tempts me now to like push our listeners to try to break your record. Like, go to the zoo because well, records are meant to yeah, be Yeah, that was October. So we've passed. We've missed October. We can shoot for November, of course. Yeah. And we're ahead of, uh, not record pace, but we're ahead of last year's attendance for November. Okay. So, yeah, so, we'd love to have, see people come out. Yeah, it's a record of any kind. can be broken, <laughs> like even a, a short record, the best attendance in November year over year. That would be great. Yeah. Okay. okay, whatever you take. <laughs> uh, nice. Uh, a few selfish questions for me about my experience at the yeah. zoo. Uh, first, the bald eagles are very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's surprising that they cannot fly. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how long they've been in the community. Like I said, I'm new to it. So if you've been asked this question for years, I apologize. Uh, but how did you guys locate those two uh, bald eagles, like, what's the story behind them? So they're both from Alaska. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing you'll notice is they're a little bigger than what yes. you see around here. They're different subspecies. Uh, one was hit by a car, one was shot. Uh, neither one can fly. Um, they wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the zoo. Wow. And so they can show off, and they're very vocal. Hopefully you got to hear yep, them. Yeah, for sure. They're very vocal, uh, probably the most vocal eagles I've been around. Yeah. And, uh, you know, showing off what a bald eagle is, it's 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 pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's kind of patriotic, too, and it's it's interesting to be able to see them in a different way because i don't think i don't think i've ever seen one at a zoo before to be honest but obviously it's not usually in an environment where it feels like they can just fly right at you but right. since they since they've been injured they can't so it was it was really cool i stopped for several minutes to stand there and be like man like this feels i feel especially american right now 
looking at two bald eagles and just like standing in the Miller Park Zoo. So that was cool. Uh, the red panda mm-hmm. is a. I think that's probably a huge draw. I don't know that I've it, seen a lot of red pandas. Yeah, we had babies this year. Wow! Uh, for the first time that we had them bred and born at our zoo in our wow. history, and the zoo's been around since 1891, mm-hmm. and uh, first time. So they were a big hit. We announced them in September. Uh, we had uh, three babies. Uh, all survived, and uh, mom's done a fantastic job with them. Wow. Uh, and uh, like I said about the iguana, my wife started to want to, like, possess some of your, your animals. And so what I love is the gift shop, because you get to the gift shop, and there was the red pandas there. There were all the other items in there. Yeah. So I can give my wife the gift of a red panda that I don't have to have your level of license <laughs> to have in this in this place. So it's it's cool. Uh, there's a lot of things to do at the Miller Park Zoo. Uh, one more time, what did you say it's coming up in December? Uh, the So we have Breakfast with Santa and Wild Lights. So Wild Lights is the big event. Uh, see the zoo by candlelight, lots of activities and crafts cool. uh, throughout uh, the evenings. Have you heard of the Bruin Zoos thing events at all? So we have uh, Brews at the Zoo in, nice. in May. Okay, that's so. fine. So no brew at the zoo with the lights, but brew in the Correct. zoo. Okay, gotcha. Correct. That's cool. I'm definitely going to be at the event in Excellent. May. Excellent. Just letting you know. Uh, go to the zoo. We need to break some kind of version of some record. We'll make up the record as if you're there. We'll get the most people to stand on one leg at the zoo in November, and that's the record we're breaking. Uh, a little bit more Craig Collins show in just a minute. Jay, thanks for joining us. Thanks for can you outpick the champ? You want answers? One listener will win a prize, even if you can't top our experts. Welcome to the Thunderdome, people. It's Betty Picks time on the Craig Collins Show. My wife, Betty, is a great picker of football games, college basketball games. You name the sport, Betty can pick it. She can pick it like a pro. Uh, she just threw her headsets on because you're also a radio professional now, Betty, right? Uh, welcome to the show. How are Thank you? Thank you, Craig. Um, very cold. <laughs> it was crazy outside, too, driving? Yes, it's very cold. One of the lights didn't work well or something you were telling me? Yeah, the left arrow. Were you work. too close? You know, you got to be in that zone where it can no, feel I was, the... Okay. You know, I was like a little bit behind of that sensor, if, according to my knowledge. According to your, your experience? Yes. And it just didn't work. Wow. Well, Betty ran a red light to get to the radio station, so good job. Okay. Way to go. Uh, no, no one's going to get you, Betty. It's fine. It's over. There's no proof. I might be making jokes on the air, so no one's coming to get you a ticket. Uh, but I'm glad you made it in. Uh, before we get to the picks, you actually usually review something on TV. Did you watch The Voice today, or are you still behind in The Voice? No, I did. I did okay. watch it. So what, are, what is your experience now? What do you want to say about The Voice? Well, I'm still happy about it because uh, one of my favorite contestant, contestants, uh, she went through, the girl from Chicago, um, the the one with the crazy voice. Yes, okay. There a lot of attitude. Uh, piano player. Yeah. Yeah. Did she make it through right away or was it close? Right away. Okay. Like good. she picked. She was picked out right away. She's very talented. One team, one coach seems to have all the best players. Yeah. Always. Always yeah. that happen. I mean, everybody wants to go with a uh, team legend. I mean, yeah. It's it's John obvious. Legend, right? It's well, it's always the guy who seems like he's the best producer, right? Along with the guy who's a great singer too. It's the, it seems like the person who's going to add to your music career the most. That might be the guy that they always pick, because John Legend definitely is getting all the contestants. Yeah, I mean, that guy is a writer. Uh, yep. he's a, he plays all kind of different instruments and a great producer. So, yeah, of course, everybody mm-hmm. wants to go to uh, Team John Legend. Would you like to see Gwen Stefani win, though? Yeah, but I don't think she's going to make it. Uh, Why would you want to see her win, though? I don't know. I mean, uh, she's uh, she wants to win. 
she wants to win pretty bad, but mm -hmm. uh, her chances are, are kind of low. I don't think her contestants are good. Oh, nice. Uh, what else did you think of the voice? Anything else that you liked this week? Uh, There's uh, two little girls, by the way, the 13-year-old girls yeah, who sing together. I was about to tell you about them. Go ahead. Uh, I was really excited, like, uh, America picked them because they, they uh, played uh, the wild card. It means, like, they... They were in the last couple, yes. and so they had to get America's vote last yeah. night to stay yeah. in the show, and they yeah. did. and they did it, yeah. Good. That's good. So you like them, too. You want them to move on. Yeah, it's just like uh, they are so spontaneous. Like, they are 13 and 14, mm -hmm. and they seem like they are, like, 40s, 40s. Well, they also knows. just seem like pros. When they were in the bottom whatever and had to sing for their lives, did they seem rattled by it, or did they seem like professionals again? Did yeah, professionals, and also pretty confident. Like, yeah. they... Like, this seems like they just uh, sing for fun. Like, they didn't care if they go through or not, but um, they, are, they, are, they are great. That's awesome. Uh, that's crazy to think about, too, that they're 13 and 14 years old and they can handle the pressure of all that. That's yes. what people keep saying to them. Yeah. Could you picture yourself at 13 doing no, something like that? No, I mean, I was climbing trees and, like, playing with the stones and flowers <laughs> in the jar of my house. And you were getting the nickname that you have. Uh, everybody in your family calls you Pollo, which means chicken, because yep. you used to eat flowers, right? Yes. I mean, we have, like, a <laughs> variety in Mexico eating, I mean, flowers that you can eat. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know. I'm at short age, I discovered some of them without the permission of my parents, so I just go for it, and they started to make me uh, didn't pollo. You, didn't you find an article recently that said, like, those flowers are really healthy, too? Yes, no, I, actually, I was very surprised, because, uh, I mean, I was, like, I don't know, like, three years old or four years old when I started to eat them, and everybody was going crazy that I'm going to die, they were poisoned, <laughs> whatever, uh, but uh, I just well, find... you better. Yes, I mean, I guess, I mean, my instincts of like a child, I I found an article lately, I think like last month, uh, there mm -hmm. were like a 12 different types of, of flowers, like from Mexico, I mean, you that can you find can in Mexico, that, that edible, yeah, and yeah. Uh, just people don't know, and uh, and I was like, yeah, and I even called my mom, I was like, yeah, see, I know. Yeah, it was funny. You celebrated so, so hard. Yeah, I was so said, happy. I know. I know. <laughs> you, you wanted to, like, throw it in the face of all your family members who teased you as a kid. Yeah, like, I mean, See? my whole life, they are, like, uh, they don't they don't call me by my name. They call me by my nickname. So I, I was, like, uh, I was happy that, that I, I, yeah, I discovered that. Neil, does your does your significant other have a nickname? Uh, he's doing something. Neil's busy. Uh, Betty, I even used your nickname uh, for our wedding. Do you remember that? Yeah. When I said, uh, yo, uh, yo, soy, te acepto a ti pollo, yeah. which is your nickname and say your name, it made your whole family laugh, though. I feel yeah. like they like me because I called you pollo even at our wedding in Mexico. Yeah, you forgot my name. For I did not forget your name. I don't know. You just did it for fun or I don't know. No, I thought it was the right. <laughs> hey, yeah. you say that to me all the time. I didn't forget your name. We had known each other for a long time. We were We were getting married after years of dating. I knew who you were. Are you ready to make some picks? Sure. Do you want to hear your intro this. again, your intro music? Of course. Of course you do. Always do. Want to hear that intro music. Let's see if we can get that to play again. Time on the Craig Collins Show. Can you outpick the champ? You want answers? One listener will win a prize, even if you can't top our expert. Welcome to the Thunderdome, people. Now, we do have a prize to actually give away this time. Uh, we have a couple tickets to an ISU football game this Saturday. Uh, it's a big game, too, and the coach really wants people to get out and go. Um, because it's the season is ending. They had a huge win last week, so it makes sense now to to do as much as we can to support and attend these games. 
uh, and push this team into a bye because a bye would be very important in the playoffs, Betty. So you right now are responsible for one listener winning two tickets from the Craig Collins Show to see that game this Saturday, ISU football. Um, they are uh, – what's the start time? Let me see this a second. Give me give me one second to find the, uh, the ticket giveaway here. My thing, it's Missouri State. It is – 4 p.m. playtime. You can pick up the tickets here at the station. Uh, but they don't even have to beat you, by the way. They just have to pick against you. You are doing pretty well this season. I think you're winning two out of three every single week that you come on. You're not going perfect yet. Yeah, do you want to have perfect. a perfect week? Of course. Of course Who you doesn't? do. Okay, so do you want to pick between the Buffalo and Miami game, which is on Sunday night or Sunday at 1 o'clock, do you want to pick a winner of that game? Can you repeat them? It is Buffalo and Miami. Uh, Miami. Um, you pick Miami? Miami? I know that you like to pick the Buffalo Bills sometimes because you really like Buffalo wings. Yes. Right. Extra hot. <laughs> Extra hot. Yeah. Right. So why are you picking against Buffalo wings and the Buffalo Bills and going with Miami? I don't know. I like Miami. You just like them? Yes. The Dolphins? The Dolphins. You're a big yeah. fan? Yeah. Maybe. Okay. I mean, I'm not a big fan. I barely know about you Dolphins, also don't yeah. ever watch football. The <laughs> other thing that I should explain to our listeners is she never watches any games at all. She goes to the ho- football games, the college games, when I bring you, and yeah. you really like the band. Oh, my God, I love the band. <laughs> there, is, there are just so many students. I, know. I, I couldn't believe it when I, I saw know. the whole band. I know. Betty wanted to join the band. She didn't really care about the football as much. <laughs> oh, my God, they are, they are adorable. Okay. They are so, so young, too. Yes, they are. Uh, mm-hmm. Another game that you can pick between, this is for Sunday at 425. Um, do you want to pick between New England and Philadelphia? The New England Patriots are playing the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I, I picked the Eagles. You picked the Eagles? Yes. Fly, Eagles, fly. Yes. Why, why, why do you pick the Eagles? Because I love Eagles. Do you? Uh, yeah. I was just talking to Jay Tetzlove from the zoo, and we were talking about the bald eagles that are at the yeah, zoo. Do you yeah. remember those? I remember two eagles. Is, yeah. And they couldn't fly, but they oh talked a lot. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. I started to make noises, and they were crazy. They were happy. <laughs> I mean, they cannot move, those poor animals, because they are injured. They both but, got injured, yep. But, yeah. But it's, they wouldn't be alive without the zoo, so it's cool that the zoo I has know, them. yeah. And so maybe in honor of them, you're picking course, the Philadelphia yeah, Eagles? For, for that reason. And because Tom Brady sucks. Yeah, I don't want to no, say No, you don't want to so. say that? Tom Brady's the worst. Do you think Tom Brady's attractive? Uh, kind of. Oh! You're uh, supposed to lie to me, Betty. We have a rule about no, this. No, I, I don't find him attractive. Thank you very much. You don't. He's yeah, a very I, ugly I, man. I have dif- a different taste. Mm-hmm. You just have a very different... Right, yeah. You don't like ugly men like Tom Brady. I get it. <laughs> I get it, Betty. I am much more handsome than Tom Brady. Uh, Betty? Betty? Yes. Okay, thank you. Yes, I am. I'm far more attractive than Tom Brady. That is true. It's a fact. It's on the show. I'm going to enter it into canon. I'm going to actually podcast just that sentence, I think, Betty. One last game for you to pick, and then our listeners can pick against you. Kansas City and the L.A. Chargers are playing on Monday night. Uh, who you got? Kansas City Chiefs, the L.A. Chargers. Chiefs. You pick the Chiefs? Yeah. Why? Is it a big scouting report you have from Patrick Mahomes? What do you got? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, Chiefs are Chiefs. They're like, Chiefs. They yes. are. They're bosses. Yeah, right. everywhere. How could Chiefs lose? Yeah, how? They are, they are bosses. Lose. They shouldn't yeah. lose ever. My dad is All a right. Chief. It's a big one. Your dad is a Chief. That's <laughs> right. Okay. Um, a jefe. A jefe, yes. Yeah, there you go. The Kansas City jefes. Is that what you'd uh-huh. call them? Mm-hmm. All right, good. Uh, so that's those are your three picks for this week. Listeners, please call in. You get two ISU football tickets just for picking against my wife. Yes, you don't have call. to beat her, uh, but oh. she's doing pretty good, so you probably won't beat her because you're the champ, right? This time, probably I will be perfect. Yeah, probably you will be perfect this time. I know you will. All right, I got to take a break. Give us a call right now, and you can win two ISU tickets. This is a first on the Craig Collins Show. We just did the Betty Pick segment. Betty is still in studio. Our winner, he gets the ISU tickets either way. Steve Todd called in, and you gotta you gotta watch out, Betty, for guys that have two first names. 
His name is Steve, but then his last name is also a first name. It's Todd. He picked every game you Sounds didn't Sounds intimidating. Pick. Yeah, I know. You yeah, should yeah. be scared. I know. He picked 100% against you, though. I you know. guys didn't agree on any picks. So yeah. someone's going to win. Someone's going to lose. Steve gets two tickets to the ISU game either way uh, for this Saturday. So enjoy that. Have fun there. Um, but I don't feel so good about your chances. He also was asking, like, where the game for being I know. Played. He's a pro. Yeah, he I sounds know. like a pro. Yeah. He sounds like a gambler. I think you're going to get hustled <laughs> this week, Betty. You want to throw five bucks on it, too? No, you can't. You can't <laughs> bet with our callers. All right. Um, thank you for coming in on your day off. You've been working here a few days here, uh, Betty, now a week. You're you're part of the station. Mm-hmm. Are you enjoying working with your husband? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You also kind of had to stutter with that one. What, what's what's wrong? Do I come to the office too much? You have an office. I don't have an office. You have a whole office. They gave you a fancy Apple computer. They like you a lot more than me, Betty. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been pretty nice. And you can tell that everybody here seems to like you more than me already. They keep asking me if you can do like a salsa Friday. If you sure, some- yeah, yeah, <laughs> I can make like a very uh, not very spicy kind of mild, okay. probably like if, everybody can. Eat. If Scott Miller Enjoy. comes up to you with a bunch of money, he's trying to buy tamales from you. I just yeah. want you to know he wants homemade tamales. Uh-huh. He doesn't like bean ones. I think he likes any of the meat ones. He's a pork guy, uh, but if you can make some homemade tamales, Scott Miller will pay you money. All right, that would be. <laughs> Fun to make tamales. You think so? Yeah. Don't make them make you cook stuff. <laughs> I'm the only one that gets Betty food. Neil, do you want any food for my wife? Uh, salsa sounds great. Salsa sounds great. I, like, yeah. I like it spicy. So if you can, if I, oh, you know what? If the people can't handle the heat, you just they don't get any. So yeah, there you go. Well, Betty certainly <laughs> likes it spicy. Are you a guacamole yeah. guy too? There, Neil. Oh, love guac. Yeah. Well, oh, Betty yeah. makes a really I, great I homemade guac. Amole. Uh, by the way, she gets mad when we say it called quack. you got to finish that word, guacamole. Yes, guacamole. <laughs> Betty will yes throw, there we go. Betty will throw <laughs> shoes. She loves to throw shoes. Uh, but you make it pretty spicy, right, Betty? Yes, the I guacamole. do. guacamole. Mm-hmm. Can your husband handle the spiciness? Uh, no. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, I don't know what you're cannot. talking about.